page 136. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. Oh, Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit. Merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto them, all them that call upon thee. Thou, to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Yeah. 
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always go before and follow after us and make us continually to be given to all good works. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for the 16th Sunday after Trinity is from the 12th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. Now see that I, even I, am he, and there is no God beside me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Nor is there any who can deliver from my hand. For I raise my hand into heaven and say, as I live forever. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is from the third chapter of the book of Ephesians. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulation for you, which is, to, which is your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. The heathen shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth thy glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. Alleluia, alleluia. O sing unto the Lord a new song. For he hath done marvelous things. Alleluia. 
Gospel according to St. Luke, the seventh chapter. Now it happened the day after that Jesus went into into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and he said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So so he who was dead sat up and began to speak. And he presented him to his mother. Then fear fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The hymn of the day is in your blue insert. Uh, the choir will, the choir alone will sing stanza three and four.
Our sermon text is from Luke chapter 7, verse 17. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, the report has gone out, and it is true. Jesus, the very Son of God, has come in human flesh. He has come to visit his people. The visit was not a sightseeing sightseeing trip to find out how we were doing. No, the triune God, he is omniscient and omnipresent. He already knows how things were. But what we see is that our God is intimately involved with taking care of his creation. Since the creation of the world, he has been showering out priceless gifts upon his creatures. He has provided for us an atmosphere in which we couldn't breathe, that we would be protected even from radiation. He's given us a mind, a rational mind, to think and to reason. He's given us bodies where I wish we can build homes and provide for one another. He sent us rain so that the food would grow and He's provided government to restrain evil and protect possessions. He has provided us with a family, maybe a spouse, children. The triune God didn't come to find out about us. No, he had created us. He knew our unformed body even when it was, before it was being formed in the womb. He's been sustaining. He's been providing for us. Every hair on your head has been numbered. He cares deeply for you. Our Heavenly Father came in the person of His Son to have compassion on us. He saw our sinful condition and His heart went out to us. He saw that we were dead in our transgressions and sins and He came to deliver us from death. Today's Holy Gospel shows us Jesus raising the widow's son from the dead, and it presents to us a true picture of the love of our triune God. A true picture of, of his love. Yeah, you might say you already know this. You already know. Yeah, I know. God created heaven and earth. Right. You know. His son died for your sins. You know that, well, what God ordains is always good, as the hymn said. So then, why? Why do you continue to go about your day as if everything happened by chance? Why do you, why do you continue to talk about luck? Not luck. Things are not out of control. Not at all. Everything is going according to God's plan. Why do you, if you know these things, why do you continue to complain about your situation? If you believe that God has given you the body that you have, you wouldn't complain about it. If you trusted that God was providing for you with everything you need, (coughs) then you would be satisfied. Satisfied with your home, your car, your lifestyle your bank account. You tell me you know this, but you complain. You complain about your wife. 
You complain about your children. You bemoan the fact that you are so busy and you don't have any downtime. Or at times you weep because you're bored. Nothing to do. You know, if God wanted, he could take away that rotten husband you have, make you a widow. You don't like all the work that it takes to raise a child? Like today's text, God could take your child away and you could be a widow like today's Holy Gospel. You don't like taking care of so many possessions? God could fix that as well. He could make you homeless. Are you tired of the aches and pains of a body that can still live at home and get around? Have you decided that it's so terrible because you can't remember where your keys are? God can take away your car. You won't have to worry about him. He could take away your mind altogether, and you wouldn't need a car. You say you know, but our compassionate and gracious God provides us with all these things each and every day. He does it for those who hate and ridicule him. He does it for those who claim to know and believe, but still complain. He does it for those who do not trust him to provide the daily needs of food and drink and clothing and shoes. And he does it for you and for me. Like the widow in our story, we have not sought out Jesus, but we simply go about our day. We laugh and we enjoy the good times. We cry and bury our dead, but we ought to thank him. We ought to thank him for our blessings. We ought to pray to him and to ask and seek him in times of trouble. But we go on living as if everything, well, is just according to the laws of nature. It's an evolutionary, normal life. And we don't rely upon the creature, we who are his creation. And yet, what do we see? We see that our triune God has compassion upon us. He's sending us blessings and working miracles of life every day. He is healing our diseases. He's protecting our spouse and children. He feeds us with food that he caused to grow. And when it is according to his will, he does something maybe even special. He heals the disease that the doctor said couldn't be healed. He protects the person whom the medic said should have died in the crash. He raises the widow's son from the dead. But the greatest miracle is what he does in his compassion for our sinful condition. You see, this problem was not the temporary loss of food or job or happiness. Our sin has resulted in our eternal death. Our separation, which is from God. But in his compassion, our Jesus came and visited us. In his compassion, he reaches out to help us. And as I was looking at Jesus' words in today's text, I was particularly struck this week by his words to the young dead man. I noticed that Jesus directs his help to the boy, and he directs us to himself. Here's the words Jesus said. Young man, I say to you, arise. And I thought, you know, Jesus could have just said arise. 
Get up. Get up. I mean, there was only one person lying dead. Everyone else was standing around. They were either walking out of the city in a funeral parade, or they were walking into the city following Jesus to listen. Arise, that that would have been enough. But no, Jesus individualizes the message. And he says, young man, young man, Jesus has come to help individual lives. He's come to help you and to help your hurting friend and to help this young man. We often wonder if God notices us. Well, he has. And he's come to help each one of us individually. But most striking in these words of Jesus are these. I say to you, I say to you, those words are completely superfluous. Jesus could have said, young man, arise. Individualized and telling him what to do. That would have been fine. Jesus could draw us to himself just fine. But no, he says, young man, I say to you, Arise. We have to understand a little bit of the Old Testament to see why Jesus is directing us to himself. You see, there was a story in the Old Testament about God coming to visit his people on Mount Sinai. And Moses is there. He has brought God's people there. And God speaks forth the words of the Ten Commandments. He speaks from the mountain. Uh, The people run away. They run away in great fear. Moses goes to them and they say, don't let God speak to us or we will die. The great fear that has overcome them. They say, you go talk to him and you tell us what to say. Deuteronomy 18. It says, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. This is what Moses is telling them. You're going to get a prophet like me from your midst and from your brethren. And him you shall hear. For according all you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb on the day of that assembly, when you said, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord, and let me see this great fire anymore lest I die. And the Lord said to me, what they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren. And I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command. When Jesus comes, he is that prophet. He is that great prophet that's like Moses. He now has human flesh. He has come, and he has come to speak the words. And so Jesus speaks out the words. Young man, I say to you, I am the one. Yes, there were prophets. There were others who came before. They relied upon God for all that they did. When the apostles follow after Jesus, they will raise the dead, of course, but they will say, in the name of Jesus, and they would do it. But when Jesus, he doesn't do it in anybody else's name. He doesn't refer to, he says, I'm it. I say to you. I am that great prophet. When we get to the end of this text, after they see Jesus raise the little boy from the dead, fear came upon them all. 
There's the fear. They glorified God and said, a great prophet has risen among us. They recognized this is the one. And they glorified God, for he had come to visit his people. Jesus doesn't wait for us to cry out to him. Jesus does not wait for us to love him first. He loves us. He comes seeing our condition just as he looked at this widow and said, I'm going to help her. And he had compassion. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He gave us his word and told us not to weep over our sin. Our sin would not result in death. I have taken your death away. I have taken your suffering away. I am providing for you the promise that was given to Adam and Eve that I would come and crush the head of the serpent is true. Our Jesus is the one who has come. God come to visit his people. Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, when he was given his voice back, he was filled with the Holy Spirit and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. That is, he has bought us back by his suffering and death. He does it because of his compassion. And where his compassion goes out and Jesus does these, what happens? Fear is taken away. They profess that Jesus is the great prophet. And it says that they follow him and they spread the word. And the report goes out to all the world. We receive it as well. This report about our passionate God changes us. Changes us so that we do seek the Lord. Psalm 122, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. We come and rejoice in the one who has visited us. We rise to read our Lord, who comes to us in the Holy Gospel, speaking out words of life and truth. We rise each morning confessing our sins and remembering that Jesus has taken away our sins and made us his child. We lead each new day by his word. And though this world has suffering and things in it, we greet each day knowing that he has said to us, Do not weep, I have overcome the world. And I will take you to be with me. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Page Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you love the world, and in your compassion, you gave us your only begotten Son. We know that that begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, had compassion on us, and that he came to visit us who were dead in our transgressions. We ask that as he has mercy upon us and brings us back to life, 
that we would lead lives of thankfulness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord. Send your Holy Spirit upon your church that pastors and people alike would fear and praise you for your wonderful love in your Son. We ask that all pastors in Christ, our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, that they would sound a consistent and clear message by declaring Jesus alone, the God come to visit his people. Bless our director Keeley, uh, that she would be upheld and strengthened in her work on behalf of our Early Childhood Learning Center. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, endow our President Joe, our Governor J.B., our Mayor Steve, federal and state legislators, all our leaders. Give them grace to rule for the maintenance of goodness and the hindrance of evil. Protect those who serve in the armed forces, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, as well as our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, that they may diligently carry out their duties and be protected from all harm and danger. Let us pray to the Lord. Bless our shut-ins, Carolyn, Patty, and Tom, as well as our elderly, Violet. Be with the various needs of Kevin, Levi, Larry and Deb, Christina, Harold, Jim and Charlotte, Denise, Anita, Christina, Melanie, Hal, and Susan. We give thanks to you for uh, the engagement of Eric and Allison. And we ask that you would be with our students, with Tom, Kara, Jonathan, Sarah, Sadie, and Alexis. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, For to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you Holy Lord Almighty Father everlasting God through Jesus Christ our Lord who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection Open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, 
And with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy upon those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name, and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
to the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.